Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast. I'm Rajan, and um, I'm going to jump right in because I got to say, this is one of my favorite podcasts to do every year since it brings about the auspicious circumstances. And I love saying the word auspicious because Indian people use the word auspicious too much. And I can say that because I'm Indian, Um, in which my friends, John and Neil, the two of the OGs of the Hail to the District podcast, uh, joined me to discuss the upcoming NBA season basketball in general and and whatever old man stuff we want to talk about uh so with all of that being said neil and john welcome back it is always a pleasure to have you guys on thank you thank you i love uh i look forward to this podcast every year too it's a sign that the good sports season is in full effect we have the nfl going strong nhl and now the nba coming did you see the nhl yeah dude i love did my son loves hockey. i know that's true yeah even Um, if he's a rangers fan yeah, and the Rangers are somewhat decent. Yeah, they suck. They're not going to be good. But this is about the NBA. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about the Bulls. Everybody who's heard the podcast before might know I'm a Bulls fan. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about them. We can talk about them a little later. But, you know, John, I'm curious to hear what you think about all this stuff. I mean, I'm. This is. I think this is like the most wide open season we've had in a while. Because, yeah, I mean, you, you look at at the, at the front runners. And I've, you have no clue. Like, you know, when golden state was at full peak, you, you knew it was golden state Cleveland. It was just an inevitability. Now it's like, I have no clue who's coming out of the East. I have no clue who's coming out of the West. And once you get past the top five teams in each division, you don't know who's going to be, you know, the playing's the playing's fun. And, and now you've got some other teams that get, get in the mix. And it's, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who's in there. Cause there's some, there's, there's a couple crap teams, but then there's a lot of decent middle-class teams. I agree, particularly in the West, like in the West, you could sell me on, I don't know, five different teams. Right. And you would have a compelling case. I think perhaps, so it's a little more top having the East and we can just go ahead and start with the obvious place and the, the defending champions. Right. Like, um, it's, I don't know what the official over under on, on their win total is John. I'll defer to you on that, but it's really hard to see Milwaukee losing or excuse me, Milwaukee winning less than 50 games and being a very viable contender for a, the Eastern conference crown and B, if not a repeat championship. So Vegas knows what they're doing. Um, their numbers at 54 and a half. Um, and I think it's really hard to bet the over and it's really hard to bet the under. I mean, that's a, that's a perfect number. That's the perfect number. They're going to win 55 games. And so like, do you really want to bet the over when it's a half a game margin and you really don't know what's going to happen? Um, I would take the under. See, that's the thing. I, in the NBA, I usually like to take the under because every team is an injury away from here. Right. I mean, and Giannis even showed some durability issues last year. Yeah, but the guy bounced back. Like he hyperextended his knee. Anybody else that happens to, he misses, they miss a month. He missed nothing. Like he was right back in there. He missed a game. He missed a game. So a year older now, though. Yeah, but he's also like a year better and a year well seasoned. I mean, he he's he's one of the best defensive players in the league. He showed that he can get to the basket at will. Um, and he's by far the best athlete. Um, and I think they got better. Milwaukee got better. 
So that's the big thing, right? It's like they didn't do anything to get depreciably worse. And if anything, to John's point, they got better. And it comes down to this. So like one of the, you know, the classic sports fan arguments, like, oh, well, they're not good enough to do the blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, if they're not good enough to win the conference or whatever, that presumes somebody else is because somebody has to win the conference. So if it's not them, who? And I know there's the other obvious contender in the Eastern Conference that we're going to talk about, especially because they're shithead point guard. But that notwithstanding, I mean, it's really hard to see somebody beating uh, Milwaukee out of that spot, to quote the great Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And somebody's got to dethrone them until otherwise, until proven otherwise. Katie's foot is a half inch behind the three-point line, and they were a totally different story. Yeah, yeah they're line. the champs, and they're looking to repeat. Milwaukee got a bunch of, I don't want to use the word lucky, but a lot of fortuitous circumstances that would could go in their way in order to get to where they got to. There's no question about that. Well, you saw the steps along the way, you know, like the sports, it's like a story and you, yep. you saw that story play out. Um, Giannis uh, got hurt and then came back and, you know, that just add to it. They went down against Brooklyn. They came back, you know, then they had a little scrappy battle. Um, and then it looked like they were done against Phoenix, but no, here they're back at it again. I mean, so the, they, the story was, the dramatic story was written from Milwaukee to, to be triumphant. Atlanta taking out probably the most serious contender in the Eastern Conference in Philadelphia and allowing Milwaukee to face a younger team that is wasn't just, quite ready for they the weren't there. Did you, right. you guys see the tweet where the guys uh, every twenty five likes he makes Trey Young smaller <laughs> on yeah. Ben? Oh, such a that is so classic. It's awesome. So that's the funny part is because like Philly is your basically the third team and I don't know. I don't take them serious. How can you take them serious? You can't. And then the rest of the East, it's sorry. There there has to be a lot of luck for anybody else to to try and beat out Milwaukee or Brooklyn. But Philly, I just, I just can't take them seriously as long as, unless they get some ridiculous, unless they get De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons, I don't see how you can take them serious. But that also presumes that they trade Ben Simmons, right? And I, I just don't see, because Philadelphia is making that public stance known. They're like, oh, they're trying the Aaron Rodgers route. We're like, oh, we just bring him back and we show him how much we love him and stuff like that, you know, um, he's going to want to play along, which means that's probably going to drive down his trade value or they're not going to be as inclined to trade him or as aggressive to trade him. So that means that trade's not going to take place, which means they're going to force the circumstance of trying to foot fit Ben Simmons into a system, which is proven that he's already checked out of and doesn't fit what, who he, who or what he thinks he is anyway. I, I just, that is a, Again, using the phrase, it's a stale fart that's just going to circulate around the room over and over and over again until they finally open the windows and let it out. And I just don't know when that's going to happen. They say December is when a whole bunch of trade options open up, like a lot more people get on the trade market. But I haven't yet. Like, it'll be really interesting to see Ben Simmons' body language, like the first couple of months, because the dude needs to, like, keep his trade value high. Otherwise, he's not going anywhere. But you know, the guy can also just kind of mope around and collect them paychecks. Ben Simmons is there for one reason to cash them checks. And the best thing he can do is to play his ass off to showcase himself. So he can get moved on to another team. If that's what he really wants, because he has zero leverage anymore, especially now that he showed up. 
I just think he's this millennial head case that like, Oh, he's a head case that he thinks he's something that he's not. And like, and you know, there's that story that emerged yesterday or today about the fact that he faked getting COVID. So he wouldn't even have to play in like the final games against Atlanta or whatever it was. Um, Like, are you you serious? Yeah. There's something about like, he was, uh, he claimed that he was around a masseuse who had COVID. So like he would have to put himself in the COVID protocol, but people were like, you were never around that person. So you don't, didn't have to be in the COVID protocol, which basically they're worried. They're like, no, he, he got the yips and he was afraid of literally playing basketball, like in a high, high leverage, high pressure situation. He has the yips every day. It's called his inability to shoot a three. So you can shoot him on Instagram and you and Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers and all of those things can say what they want to, and they can try to set an agenda of however they want to imagine what is it, what are his teammates going to want it? Like, how are his teammates going to receive him considering he basically did everything, but say, you know, fuck them guys. It's up to Joel Embiid. Honestly, they're just going to follow whatever Joel Embiid does. So if Joel Embiid decides, look, I need this guy to like actually play well so that we can trade him away and get somebody good. Joel Embiid's going to treat him nicely. I haven't seen what the splits are, but aren't the splits favorable to Joel Embiid when Simmons is not on the court? Probably, but when Joel Embiid wasn't on the court, Simmons balled out. Right, but and that's the thing. It's they're they don't fit. They don't fit together. So you know they're they're just. I think they're trying to salvage this because they're like, they, they didn't want to take 15, 15 cents on the dollar in a trade right. yep. and, uh, and they couldn't get anyone to pony up more than 15 cents in the trade market. And from everything I'm reading, they continue to hold their breath for Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal, neither of whom are readily available on the trade block. So, you know, it is what it is. They're kind of screwed. They're going to get like 50 cents to the dollar, maybe not 15. They're lucky if they get their 50 cents, man. They're lucky. But to John's point, so you have Milwaukee and you have Brooklyn. I, I kind of feel like Atlanta was a little bit of a lightning in the bottle situation. Last it was. Year. So like the, re- the the next tier of the Eastern Conference is Atlanta, Boston, Miami, Miami. Indiana, maybe the Knicks. And then now you're talking about like the, the, the next rung down the Eastern Conference. I think you know, the Knicks overachieved. I don't even think the Knicks belong in that tier. You could very well make that case and I wouldn't fight you over it. So real quick though, on the Knicks, so over under 41 and a half. That smells like a 500 team. Again, Vegas knows what they're doing. That that just smells r- right around where they are. Aren't they a little bit better? I mean, so they have the corpse of Kemba Walker. I don't know what that's really going to get you. Um, and then they got uh, um, Evan Fournier, yeah. which which played. He apparently he was hurt or you know had effects from COVID all last year, and that's why he stunk on on Boston. But he played great in the Olympics, and. Uh, then you just have the rest of their guys. They got a, I mean, they, a motivated D Rose who's happy to be there. Got a contract. Yeah. A lot of people felt like New York punched over their weight last year. I agree. I mean, right. Julius Randle sure Randall. as hell did. That's exactly my point, right? That like, you know, borderline all NBA season, there has to be some level of regression. And like, with all due respect to Kemba Walker, adding him to that mix is not quite enough. I, that's right in the, um, to use a Bill Simmons phrase, as we were talking about off the air, uh, like that's in the stay away zone for me. I, I, I was surprised it was that low. I would have thought that just the number would have been hired because the Knicks are a popular team and people love to bet over. So I would have thought they would have been more like a 
three over under, but it is interesting that that's what the number is. Putting a bow on the Milwaukee conversation, it's interesting where you guys were on the over under. I thought the over was kind of a lock. Like I really liked over over 54 or 55 wins. Like I was very comfortable with that number. It's I, it's just load management. It's, you can't yeah. trust anything now. Yeah. And the teams the all teams it's just so balanced this year, as John alluded to early on. Like you don't know who's gonna come out. So I it, I kind of like it. There's a lot of teams that can beat you on a given night. Even so. Cleveland's gonna be frisky and they're gonna be a sub 30 win team. So that was something that John and I talked about when we did our can't remember our post draft podcast or we're talking about uh, no I mean it was Wizards something or other podcast we did the NBA over the summer, and uh, was the fact that like so many of the teams in the Eastern Conference, with the exception of Philadelphia, uh, got better, right? Like they improved themselves at some level, even going down to Cleveland, as you just mentioned. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland got Evan Mobley, uh, Lloyd Market in. They still have Sex Land. They have Jared Allen. Um, I mean, they've they've got some players. Detroit added Cade Cunningham, and then you then you go down to Orlando and just poor Orlando. They're just never going to be good at basketball. Jalen Suggs. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Ah, uh, I, I do like Jalen Suggs as a player. I like him. I don't. And see he's him. he's gonna he's gonna put up points this year. But they murdered it in the draft. Absolutely murdered it in the draft. <clears throat> but Franz. Yeah. They still have a chance to be the not chance that they are they have a very strong chance to be the worst team in the Eastern Conference, even below Detroit. So they have the worst over under record of 22 and a half. Really? Uh, Magic, right? Yeah. Of any the team ne- or just in the East? Of any team, because the next one is uh, OKC at 23 and a half. Wow, they have OKC, they have them below uh, OKC. That's something. I think they yeah. do better than OKC. So I think so too. So my fun bet is fewest regular season wins. Magic at plus 250, Thunder at plus 300. So instead of betting the under on any of these Detroit, you know, OKC, Orlando, why don't you just bet which one you think is going to have the fewest wins and get a better return? So if you think OKC is going to tank it, because, you know, that's what Sam Presti likes to do. That's my thought. Plus 300, yeah. as opposed to just betting the under and getting a, Getting a, a getting him at minus one ten, and where is like, the superstar that Oklahoma City is going to even the young superstar who is going to help inadvertently help them win games, right? Like they didn't get that. Well, that's Shay. Say it again. Shay Gilders. I mean, Shay Gilders. Yeah, he's great, but like, I don't know. I think I've had they, enough of your Lou Dort bashing. bashing. <laughs> I, I I just I I don't see them being that much different than the the shitty team that they were last year. Right, and if anybody is playing well, they'll they'll put them on ice. Right. So I I wouldn't again if you're a gambling person, which I fashion myself to be. Not that I'm yeah. a good one. I would be. I would throw a, what's what's twenty twenty to forty dollars on the Thunder to have the worst record. It's a good bet. I think that's a good bet. I'm just saying. I see them right around. Although that's interesting because their win total last year was obviously 22 games, all the 22 out of uh, 72 games. So that that's, would put them. That's pretty good. That's actually so, really good. That would put them right about 24 win team. Uh, if you kind of project it over 82 games. 
I don't know. A lot of people have a lot of people who I trust have them at a pretty low record. Have are pretty comfortable with Oklahoma City being the worst team in the league, and I'm I'm, I'm hard pressed to disagree with that. I, I think Houston's going to be absolute hot garbage. John Wall playing? No. No, they're just resting him so they can trade him. Yes, and and I'm like, why? Why why are you doing this? Because there is there was literally one trade option for John Wall, and that was Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. There's no other trade scenario. Maybe uh, they can trade him back. Back to Washington? To LA. Oh, tr- yeah. Just we would like Russell Westbrook back, back in Houston. Houston. That'd be so funny. Yeah, no. Poor John Wall. I'd be surprised if LeBron, if LeBron later, like midseason, is like, yeah, we need to trade Westbrook. He's not gelling here. You're going to say, you're, you're waiting for that surprise. I'm waiting for that inevitable, you know, <laughs> It, it, no, it's not emerge. a surprise. It'll, it'll. There will be like a lot of shades thrown at Westbrook when, when he's hucking up shots that he clearly can't make. When he misses wide open threes, when he's or steals rebounds from, from Anthony Davis, 32, 32 shots per game. Yeah. Well, what I really hope, what would be horrible, is if he tries to steal a rebound from AD and ends up knocking his knee. <laughs> Just taking him out. There's a there's a non-zero chance of that actually happening. <laughs> so let's go to the Lakers then while we're talking about the subject. What are, John, what's the over under on LA? Cause I have thoughts here. All right. So I'll give you the top three because they're right around the same. So LA is at 52 and a half. Utah is at 52 and a half. And then Phoenix is at 51 and a half. So you have a very tight cluster of the, <laughs> who the hell knows who's going to get the one seed in the West. I think so. Utah is going to want it more than the Lakers. So I think Utah I would actually take the over on Utah because they're going to be playing for that one seed. I think so. Because they know that's the only thing that will help them in the playoffs is to have home games. A lot of people like Utah to be the best record in the West. Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard to, hard to argue against it. I mean, they're the team that's going to try it. Again, if you want to take a different bet though, to get the number one seed, LA is plus 200 Utah is plus 210. Say it again. I don't think LA's. I don't think LA cares, man. I, LA, LA does not LA, care. I don't so that's exactly where I was going to go. LA's over under somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty games. Why are why and how are they going to win fifty games? Dwight because, Howard. <laughs> yeah, Dwight Howard. That's 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 always a good answer. Because Russell Westbrook can take over for the games when LeBron's off. Because you know Westbrook's not taking a night off. Is that a good thing? It's not a bad thing. And if he gels with AD, if he builds any chemistry with AD, that's that's actually. When is the last teammate that Russell Westbrook has gelled and built chemistry with? <laughs> Bradley Beal? No. Kind of fair. They were Brad- looking decent. They were pretty decent together, and Bradley Beal finished second in scoring last season. So, I mean. I'd argue Bradley Beal could have done that with a replacement level player as well, given that he's hitting his apex at the moment, but that's my Russell Westbrook bias setting in. I just, I don't see how a Russell Westbrook at this point in time is going to integrate with the Lakers in the way that they hope. This is just such a stupid hail Mary decision. And I, especially for a team that fancies themselves to be a deep postseason contender, you have a player who hasn't been a good postseason player in years if ever. And, uh, you know, he might cost you as many games as you, he wins you in some, in certain cases. 
but he has LeBron. Yeah. LeBron like needs players to like make threes. And this is what Westbrook cannot do. So this is where I think it's just going to be hilarious because like he's going to kick it out to Westbrook in the corner, clang. He's going to kick it out to Westbrook at the elbow three, clang. Brick show. No, he's going to not kick it out to him. He's going to oh. he's going to start the season doing that, but by by January he's going to stop making those passes. Well, then what is what is what's the point of Westbrook there then? I can't then wait for Westbrook for Westbrook to play to go minutes one on that five. LeBron's not on the court. That's it. That's so going to be gonna, it, right? He's going to come off the bench or is it just going to be like the second run the second unit like give LeBron that I mean, he'll start games and then he'll be running the second unit. Right? And then uh, Kendrick Nunn will take Russell Westbrook's minutes. Oh man, so we, we're going to also have the Raja and Rondo Westbrook duo in the backcourt. That'll be. I mean, talk be, about head cases. Yeah, it's be amazing. And 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 you want to throw a little mellow in there? I forgot mellow was there. That's right. Jesus and, Christ! Like, and if you want to add a little bit of extra sauce, we got some Malik Monk that'll just huck up anything. <laughs> I haven't sold my my shares or my 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 uh, little shanty on Malik Monk Island yet. Like I haven't quite sold that property. We're gonna hear Lakers fans next year say they miss Alex Caruso and yes. KCP. Yes, because he came through in the clutch so many times for them, and every time that dude took a shot in the fight, like in in the playoffs or like in like near the end of the season, and the Lakers needed a bucket, he actually made it and. They're going to miss that, dude. He was clutch for the Heat or, yeah. or in, the, in the finals against the Heat. He was clutch. Yeah. So if you look at their roster, it's like they do have shooting. They, they do have some shooting that they can put out there. But then, as you said, without Caruso and KCP, they have zero, and I mean zero, defensive abilities. I don't need defensive to just outscore them. <laughs> I'd only yeah, how well the did that work out? In, how many times have, has that uh, theory been 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 trotted out and been successful? If that was the case, Mike D'Antoni would be Phil Jackson. Exactly. I was going to say, how many championships did the Suns win in the uh, 2000s? No, the Warriors were the only team. I guess they had Draymond. But they played defense. I was going to say. Clay is a very good defender. The only person who couldn't play defense on that team was Steph. Due to physical. Because even Harrison Barnes played D. Kevin Durant was an excellent defender. I yeah, know. I guess it was tough. Well, then they had Iggy. Yeah, never and they had. I'm an idiot. Never mind. Yeah, no, they were they were very good defense. Strike that from the record. We'll yeah, just, it there is no shutdown defender. Well, Anthony Davis. You have LeBron, and you have DeAndre Jordan, and Dwight Howard. <laughs> I did. I forgot that DeAndre That's Jordan. So ended up until there. you said that, I, I forgot that he was there too. I was like, oh, DeAndre Brothers, man. DeAndre Jordan and Dwight. Howard. It's like the Mighty Ducks too. I don't know if you have. Oh yeah, I, I very much remember them. Um, I also really love the fact that Andre Drummond is on the on the 76ers because him and MB, like I just don't see how they can ever I can't see how they're on the same team. They hate each other, right? They hate each other. Like MB just owns him. Maybe he'll maybe he'll teach him how to man up. Embiid has like a penthouse suite in Andre Drummond's brain. There's lots of own property in that situation. And he just has, he just bangs his sisters and girlfriends in there. That's what's, that's what's cycling in Drummond's head all and day And then he long. puts it on camera and sends it via email to Drummond. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause always email. Always email. Your, your terrible uh, comments and uh, crude remarks. Signed Bruce Allen. Yeah. 
I want to go to one other team in the West while we're talking about the top of the Western Conference, one we haven't mentioned yet. Um, I am among the people who love Luka Doncic, as they should. He is a tremendous basketball player. I hate Jason Kidd. Hate him. Hate. I despise him as a coach. I think he's basically he's the classic example of a guy who was a good basketball player because he was a dick and he, whatever he was, and even if he was brilliant at the game, I don't think that translates at all into being the leader of men. I think he is one of those guys who's too stupid to realize that there's a way to play the game and there's a way to play today's NBA game. Um, There are countless stories of him just being an awful, awful motivator um, among other things or tactician or manager or whatever. And Luka Doncic is many transcendent things, but he's also a little cantankerous at times, given his youth and the fame and stuff like that that have come to him. I hate this pairing. I don't think it's good for Luka Doncic whatsoever, and I don't like whatever their over-under is right now, going back to what I've, from what I've seen. Uh, it is, shit, I lost it. 48 uh, and a half. So a lot of people think they should, just by virtue of Doncic's talents and the rest of the guys there, they should get to 50 games. I am not so sure I would um, go in that direction. So, so when I saw that number, I was like, I immediately would would go for the under just because Rick Carlisle is a phenomenal coach yes. and he squeezed every ounce of talent out of that team. And outside of Luka Doncic, there isn't a whole lot of talent on that team. Tim Hardaway Jr. can give you some buckets. Dory Finney-Smith can kind of do a little bit of everything. Dwight Powell can dunk the ball when he's actually not hurt. What happened to Porzingis, man? But Porzingis, I have no clue what you're going to get out of him, and I don't think you're going to get anywhere close to 80% of what he should be. It just seems like Porzingis' best days were left in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're still going to be uh, defensively challenged. Um, I just don't. (laughs) I have... I don't have any faith in them. I, and, and Jason Kidd just is, I, I didn't understand that signing. So I pulled up uh, uh, his coaching staff. It's kind of funny because he has Jared Dudley is an assistant coach. That's what he retired to do is coach the Mavs. Well, I don't yeah. think he had anything else. He had any other good options in the league. And Christy Tolliver, who was, uh, who was helping with the Wizards. She was a Mystics player. Right. Um, and then also Darrell Armstrong and God Sham God. God Sham God is there? <laughs> is on the coaching staff. I forgot about God Sham God. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he's he's really going to do great things. Um, I mean, look at this roster, right? Luka Doncic, as you mentioned, a bunch of them, right? Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, and Kristaps Porzingis. And then a bench of Jalen Brunson, Trey Burke. Can't believe Trey Burke is still in the league. Uh, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleber, and Willie Cauley Stein. Like, I Luka Doncic has transcended, but man, that's a lot to overcome. Got Boban, man, is Boban the Giant there? Yeah, Marjanovic. Oh, Boban the Giant is there. If if the Mavs though, if they make a top three in the West, Luka's MVP. Yeah, let's get to we'll 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 keep the MVP conversation for a moment. But that's 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 if they get there, I mean they kind of should right because what are you you're talking no. about they the top of the it. west being utah la phoenix denver denver so it's so denver. all right so if you go down the line it's la utah phoenix dallas at 48 and a half golden state at 40 and a half and then denver at 47 and a half 
And I think Denver, even without Jamal Murray, is yeah. going to be close to a 50-win team and be ahead of Dallas. How long is Murray out till? So, I think they'd be lucky if he plays this year. Yeah, because when he he busted his knee in um, June. Yeah, something like so that. It's like it was like the first round of the playoffs, but you got to so count a year. I, I don't I don't see them toppling Phoenix either. So they're they'd be lucky to get the fourth seed. I think they're more than likely to get the fifth or sixth seed. Who so, uh, Denver or Dallas? Dallas. Dallas. That's my opinion. I mean, so basically, I think they're like a, they're going to keep themselves out of the play-in tournament, which to me does not screen MVP candidate. I agree. So, and then Golden State's the other team at forty-eight oh, and a half. When I is think- Clay going to play? How how much? When is Clay's time to return? There's a lot of people who are very bullish on Golden State this year. I they think, should be. I think it's too think- early though. Like. Yeah, it's kind of where my head's at. They're expecting Clay to come back like full speed, but man, even if he comes back eighty percent, that's a tough team, man. That's going to be. He hasn't a- played in two years. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of rust to knock off. He's 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 a shooter, dude. He's, he's it'll come back. I mean, it's gonna it's definitely going to be rusty, but they're going to get him back right when they need him for the playoffs. So Warriors might be the seventh. They might be in the playing tournament when Clay's when clay comes back or when, right, when, clay finish just, when clay is starting to like get um his groove but then i think they're just going to turn it up like those guys have something to prove like everybody's been saying their windows closed man they got some uh wizards cast offs on on this team gary payton the second is on there as well as our favorite auto porter jr yeah i saw auto in a preseason game i was like is that an auto I yeah. forgot OP3 is there. I forgot about that. And they have the corpse of Andre Iguodala. I just don't see how they think. That's that a locker room, man. That's like Jared Dudley being on the Lakers. That's why LeBron was upset about Jared Dudley leaving. You just need a locker room guy. What's, what's, the, what's the guy on the Heat that's been there forever? Utonis Haslam. Is he still there? Didn't they bring him back oh, again for like a 20th coach. season? Utonis has a coaching staff or some shit. Isn't Luol Dang still in the league for the same purpose? <laughs> I don't think so. But he was in the league for 50 years. Yeah, he's smart. He signed this crazy-ass contract. And he's like, I'm not buying out. You're paying me. No, <laughs> I mean, Golden State's, definitely, yeah. Golden State's definitely frisky, and their their draft was interesting. Like, <clears throat> I like Moses Moody because he's a shooter, and I think he'll fit in well. It, it's uh, Jonathan uh, Kaminga that you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, he could. Uh, go ahead, man. No, I was just going to say he could go in either direction, like uh, in terms of big time boomer bust potential there. Uh, you still have to remember James Wiseman's there. who's yeah. He's interesting. Um, you know, they're they're Again, they're really thin at the top. They always were thin at the top by and large, but it's very different when you're trotting out guys like Andrew Wiggins and Otto Porter versus a relatively usable Harrison Barnes and a not quite past his prime Andre Iguodala, right? Like I know Iguodala's still there as Jan John mentioned, but like, whew. I don't know. Um, the corpse of Avery Bradley also. So like they are shoring up some D. Wiseman, I think, is going to be the main. Is going to be the most. They need him to take a leap. Like yeah. not not a step, a leap. Yeah, big one. He was um, on trajectory, and then he got hurt. Like yeah. the dude was showing like crazy good signs last year, and then he just 
Well, he has the freakish athleticism. He just doesn't have, he didn't have the mental fortitude. Like he just was constantly out of position. So he is look, the, but he's a rookie. Yeah. And the college game is, is like, you know, everybody it's just drive in, kick it out. Drive. Well, he in. barely played the college game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. He didn't even play. He played like five games, I think for, for college Memphis. game might as well be just athletic talent show. Right. Yeah. Like that's really all it is at some point, unless you're going to like the, the top tier programs, but like, oh. Yeah. Penny Why, Hard, uh, Penny Hardaway thing, like uh, Penny Hardaway got in a whole bunch of trouble for what he did with Wiseman or some shit. Is that? I can't remember what it was, but basically, like, Penny Hardaway is just taking the John Calipari model where he's being like a feeder school for the NBA. And I'm like, why not? If it's gonna work, it's gonna. You might as well do it, right? And I'm like, if you're just gonna be basically a glorified prep, a prep school for the NBA, shit. <clears throat> That's all co- college basketball is right now, anyway. Don't. You can't convince me otherwise unless you're like UVA or something like that. Um, because even Duke flipped their model. So it's like, don't tell don't try to sell me this idea of like, oh, college basketball's purity or whatever, right? Like that doesn't exist anymore. That's why Coach K's leaving. He's just right. like, can't do it. Yeah, oh, well, college basketball. Uh, he still could have coached, he could have coached until he was like don't bro. forget Shashevsky had Zion, RJ Barrett, and the other dude who nobody who no, nobody remembers anymore, right? That wasn't for t- that wasn't team building. That was mercenary hiring, right? So I know not you is in particular. Cam, a, who, huh? is who is the dude nobody remembers? The dude Cam, Reddish. On a- Cam Reddish. Reddish. That's right. Yeah. Come on, yeah. plenty of people remember Cam Reddish. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, he actually played really good in the playoff. What? Well, well in the playoffs for Atlanta, and so that's like another key care key player that. You know, if he steps up, I mean, that's more. You brought back up. You brought back up lightning in the bottle, Atlanta. And I wanted to ask about another lightning in the bottle team. You mean Phoenix? That's where I was going. How much of Phoenix was lightning in a bottle, and how much of was it was Phoenix was really, really that good? And I'm not throwing shade at Phoenix. I'm just asking the question. DeAndre Ayton took a step. Big, he did. And I was, I was at the front of the line of making fun of DeAndre Ayton's as the selection and Robert Sarver being a shithead and all of those things. Um, but he, he played quite well, but they still don't want to offer him an extension. So there's still something that they're waiting to see out of the guy. It's called, they have a cheap ass owner mm. that doesn't want to commit that yet. That's Robert the Sarver's problem because they still have uh, Mikhail Bridges too, that uh, they, they should be offering a reasonable contract, ex- not a max extension, but you know a reasonable contract extension too. Not to mention whatever they're paying Chris Paul. But yeah. the problem is, is that they're already playing Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I think you got to pay book. Chris Paul is the, you know, he's well, no, he actually restructured, right? He got a he got a two year deal for sixty. Is that what he did? I thought it was restructured- a three-year deal with third year as an option. He restructured only down to $30 million a year. Yeah. Well, you know, it's better than 40 if you're a team, right? Like, you don't want to pay that dude 40 in a year. Takes so, you out of the wall trade, though. Oh, yeah, he's in the mix. Yeah. So if Chris Paul gets injured, he can get traded back to Houston for John Wall. He can get so traded that's... to another desolate team. So Chris Paul's like the, the big question mark i guess for them because he was healthy and then he wasn't in the finals and when he wasn't healthy the team kind of fell apart um so he had expecting another renaissance season from him with all the miles on the odometer that he has is just is, is unrealistic and it's not shade that's not hating that's just pure facts 
right? Like, or that's, sick. yeah, I don't think you can do it again. That's it's, rational analysis right there. I mean, they're starting fives legit though. Paul Booker, Bridges, Crowder, Aiton. Is Crowder legit? Yeah. Crowder's a player. He's, he's a, a good gamer. player. I don't know if he's like a, He's not a star. I didn't say he was yeah, a star. Yeah, you yeah. can't have five stars. This isn't an yeah, all-star sure. game, for God's sake. If this is like, a, a don't tell that to LeBron. <laughs> um, and then and then they still got campaign. They they got Landry Shamit, and then Cameron Cameron Johnson just comes off and hits shots. Uh, they they added Javale McGee for some big man depth, which they didn't have. But I don't, you know, Javale McGee. I think they're really hoping that uh, Jalen Smith out of uh, Maryland turns a corner and actually shows up it's so open in the west right like it's you could sell me on any of these teams that like right i can't believe point, in any of them can you buy the lakers the winning? we haven't even talked about the clippers right it's, we haven't even talked about the clippers so they're at 45 and a half and i would take the under a lot think, of people are saying take the under Kawhi's not gonna play every game Kawhi's not gonna play a game this year right wait even he, if he would when would he come back march april May, it would probably be April if he's going to come back to make. If he's going to come back, and he's a, he's a, he's a nut job. There's no way he comes back. Was it ACL or MCL? That him? was my question. I forgot. I thought it was ACL, but I'm pulling it back up. Uh, I mean, yeah, if it's ACL, he's not playing. On an already bulky knee. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, whatever. The Clippers. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think this is ACL. a total write-off year for them. ACL. I don't have any faith in. Uh, the Clippers, now, and he's got an option for the next year. Well, he just signed a new contract this summer. Injured, they gave him, they re-upped him. They didn't re-up uh, PG three though. Uh, PG thirteen, right? They did. They gave him a deal last the summer before. Playoff P. Don't forget. No, he's not. He, well, he did show up this. I mean, he did play reasonably well. So they got their beloved Eric Bledsoe back because nobody else wanted him. That guy's. I've been everywhere, and I and I've burned all my bridges. Well, uh, um, or I've burned all my welcome wagons. Uh, tour is over, and he's yeah. back home. And now he's back home. They have Reggie Jackson. They brought back, but yeah. can you buy uh, playoff Reggie Jackson being twenty twenty two regular season Reggie Jackson? Is that going to be the same guy? So a lot of these guys are going to dog it, thinking like the playoffs are a shoe in for them, and then it'll be too late when they realize it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just do the, you know, we'll coast through the regular season, get to the playoffs, and then try to turn it on. And exactly to your point, I, I think they'll be lucky to actually make the play in tournament. I think they get in as like one of the ninth, like, you know, the bottom of the, that seed. Uh, I mean, right now in the projections, they'd be the seventh seed just based off of over under totals. And they're at plus 125 for the play in tournament. <clears throat> well, who, who gets ahead of them? I guess that's the question I would have. Then. Denver, Golden State, Dallas. No, no, no. Uh, I think Portland gets ahead of them. So that's that's the two question. Do you consider Portland and maybe even like Memphis to get ahead yes. of them? Yes, I do. Memphis is frisky, man. I like that's another fun team. They right just there. have dudes. They yeah. have literally ten guys. And if Jaron, if the light switch turns on for Jaron Jackson, that's Not a that's a legit team. If he can, if he can stay on the court, right. If, if, the, if the between the ears stays uh, turns on and and everything, it's health. Else really. It's all been health for him. He just but has look, not been healthy. But to your point about dudes, like John Morant is a dude. 
right? He is a dude. And Adams. So that's the interesting pairing is is because uh, uh, they got Stephen Adams. So they got rid of Val- Valanciunas or not, right? Yeah, Valanciunas. Valanciunas, right. who I actually liked and I thought he fit well. And so the thought process, though, is that Jer- Jaron Jackson's a better scorer and putting him next to uh, Stephen Adams. Adams, let Stephen Adams do all the dirty work. Basically, you get every rebound, you take all, all the charges, you guard the rim, Jaron Jackson just score some points. And that so maybe crazy. that'll be a better balance for them. And that dude's crazy enough to enjoy that role. Oh, I think. Well, yeah, because he keeps cashing them checks. Right. That and I think he's basically just like a rugby player who likes to play. He's basketball. a rugby player. He, yeah. He's from New Zealand, of course. Right. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. I I like I like Memphis. So that if you do the math there, that puts the Clippers around the ninth seed. So you're yeah, you're pl- I so is again, 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 if I'm like going off, I wouldn't bet an over under on Clippers, I would rather get a little bit more return and bet them to be in the play-in tournament because then it really doesn't matter what their record is. Because yeah. and to that point, I don't think they're going to fall out of the play-in tournament. Like Correct. that's that's not a question, right? Like because Minnesota, New Orleans, Sacramento, and San Antonio are not over are not overtaking them. Well, there there is one team that uh, does not have a number on the board on BetMGM, and that is New Orleans. <laughs> You cannot bet the over/under. They took them off the board, but they are at plus one ten to make the play-in tournament. And right now, I figure they would be somewhere in that thirty-eight win range, which that's would right put them around, in the tenth seed. That's exactly what I was going to say. That like, if they're doing it, it's the tenth seed, it's just under forty wins. But there's also a lot of bad juju with that team with this whole Zion shit show, right? Ton. And so like, David Griffin, like. Worst GM ever? I don't know if he's a worst GM. I just, it just seems like, I don't know what side of the story to believe, right? Like there's just a lot, he made a lot of dick moves allegedly. Like that's what the the scuttlebutt seems to be. But (coughs) what player gets traded and doesn't blame the GM for being, or like, or says the GM, oh, thank you for doing this for when trading me, right? Like that was such a good way to trade me. Like, you know, it's, um, you know, the fact that Zion is unhappy in New Orleans is pretty predictable considering New Orleans is not really the super duper hot big market for him. And like, shot, surprise, surprise, he's had issues with his conditioning and as a result, his injury. So it's like, I don't know, it smells a little bit like Kawhi in the sense that it's like, I am keep getting injured because I don't take care of myself and that's all your fault. Why are you doing this to me? How dare you? Right. Yeah. Um, and David Griffin takes the heat for it. Now, I don't know if we should be you know, David not- Griffin should take the heat for his bad free agent signings, right, and his bad trades. So trading, he, had, he why'd you trade Drew Holiday? Why'd you trade him? He kind of fits perfectly next to uh, the lineup that you had. I mean, maybe he'll if as the devil's advocate, he'll tell you because Milwaukee surrendered like what three first round picks for him. He pulled an Ernie Grunfeld. He got Stephen Adams, and then traded him and said, "Look at what a good job I did getting rid of this mm-hmm. mess I made." That so is the, that is the Ernie Grunfeld. He is a, he he completed an Ernie Grunfeld special. Look he's at how well GM. I cleaned up this colossal mess yeah. that I made. That I made. Yeah, no, he's not good. He sucks. Um, that team's a mess. They're, they're just an absolute mess. I have no idea what they're going to do. Burn down my house. Did I put out the fire? I should be rewarded for that. Like it, it all started with his rehab, right? Like that's what Zion initially was pissed off about was like him coming back from his knee injury in preseason. 
Uh, he well, first injured was, himself, right? First, what? there was the whole pitch count, right? Like there was yeah. the whole thing about like, uh, no, that like I shouldn't have been on a pitch count and it really like messed with my flow and blah, blah, blah. And then it transitioned to he got injured again and then the rehab and, um, you know, I can't remember how that's parlayed into the most, le- most recent foot injury, but this that doesn't bode. There's well just no that. information on him right now. Because so he got injured training on his like own terms, hasn't really communicated it very well with the team because he doesn't trust them. And so nobody has any sense of when this guy might return. I mean, and that's why Vegas pulled their over under total off the board. It's definitely under 40 wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd even put it like uh, like 35. I wouldn't I would say 38 is too high. That seems a bit aggressive. I mean, I'm not fundamentally challenging you, right? Like that just seems a little bit aggressive. But like, I'm not. It's if if six months from now that happens to be the case, I wouldn't be that surprised about it. Yeah, I mean, we just don't know. But he's he's coming back. His right meniscus was the thing torn. And now it's his right foot. And foot injuries for big dudes. We all know that's a thing, right? This, this dude is all about athleticism as a big guy, and it crushes your lower body. I mean, Especially when you're carrying that much weight in your midsection, yeah. regardless of how freakish you may be, like you're still carrying that much mass in your midsection or in your body as a whole. His game is about jumping. <laughs> right. Despite and, the fact that he's built literally like an NFL defensive lineman. Yeah. I, I hope he pulls it together, man. I hope, I hope he figures something out because he's going to be great to watch for 10 years, but he might only be good for three. And is a bit aggressive or ambitious. Well, 30, you can be, if you change your game a bit, 30. True. If he reinvents himself like your boy Derek Rose. Loved you guys. Always going to have a soft spot for that. I was kind of hoping the Bulls would have signed him. Oh, no, no. He's got to stay with Tibbs. He does. Yeah. See, that's the other reason why I like, all right, I'm going to bring it back to Chicago. I or well, the Knicks, I like them over 41 and a half because Tibbs just doesn't lose. Right. He'll play his game. He'll play his guys 53 minutes. He'll a game kill everybody yeah. to, to, <laughs> to get some regular season wins. Well, so that's it. why I would go with the over on that it's one. Pretty, I mean, obviously towns didn't listen to him, but in Minnesota, he had zero. Well, he just had ass clowns except for Jimmy Butler who wanted sure. to murder everybody. Rightfully. So did you blame him? Dude, no. I, I, I still go back to this, right? No. Like Jimmy Butler. So playing back to my third string and beating the starters. I've loved it. <laughs> going, going back to my, my, my favorite player in the NBA. If you put Jimmy Butler's ethos into LeBron James, you have the greatest player in NBA history. Absolutely. Right. Like yes. there's, there's just, just no way that this, these, the pathological competitiveness and the, you know, no prisoners taken approach to basically anything. Fuck the basketball IQ, although Jimmy Butler has enough of that. But if you just did that, you put that in LeBron, you have, again, it should be a surefire slam dunk, no if, answer, but's greatest player in the NBA. But you don't, right? In NBA history, mind you. What has Jimmy, ever since he left Minnesota, what has he shown you ever since then? He's shown you excellence. That he's the foundation of a winning, for, uh, of a winning culture. Exactly. And the best thing that could have ever happened to him was that him going to Miami because he yeah. fits incredibly perfectly there. And I love watching him. Joel Embiid is so pissed about that. He is. So, he should be. 
pissed that he was traded. And there, that was for Ben Simmons. That's part of the shit that came out of it, too. He didn't fit. He didn't fit with Ben Simmons. They've made all these concessions and trades for Ben Simmons. Butler's always said that when he left Philadelphia, I can't remember if he was traded or basically they just said, like, yeah, we're not going to resign. It was a sign in trade. They weren't going to be able to pay him because they 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 had to pay Tobias Harris. He always said that it was just such to to Neil's point that it was such a weird vibe on that team because like you had the we got to make this Ben Simmons thing work, but it's very clearly Joel Embiid's team. And like we're all playing this weird trying to dance two different dances at the same time. And then you bring in this third guy who's such a dominant personality. And like, how do you fit all of those? And like, I think him and Embiid could have been just fine. Yeah. Again, to Neil's point, it would have been great together. It would have been amazing. It would have but, been. you know, some cost fallacy. They're trying to make this for better, for worse, make this Ben Simmons thing work and, and perhaps to their detriment. Imagine if uh, Ben Simmons for Harden would have gone through. Imagine if the NBA didn't screw Sam Hinkie and they didn't and they didn't make Brian Longcollars the uh, the GM over there. That's another great what if. That that one continues to kill me. Always will. And then what's Sam Hinkie doing these days? He left the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. P- period. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what he's doing. I'm pre- I think he's actually he's doing some like money to chill out somewhere. Uh, I saw him pop up on Twitter or something like that. I think he's. He, I think he's actually started a VC fund. Oh, Good man. for him. Good for him. I bet right? he's running his numbers on those VC things. He's like, "Yep, this is going to be my money maker. Invest." Exactly. And he's uh, think, killing it. I actually think he's out of the NBA right now. Just because, no, I can't. I know he's out of the NBA. Like he like never Adam got Silver back in after he left. Adam Silver won't let him back in. <laughs> All right. So Neil, Chicago, forty-two yeah. and a half. So just north of five hundred. Do, do you think this very awkward, weird Bulls team can do it? Not five hundred. No, I do think we will make the playoffs. I do think we I think will. you'll be in the play-in tournament. I think we can make the playoffs. I think we can get past the play-in tournament. I mean, they have to. But I do like I do like the Lonzo Ball edition because Kobe White is not a starter. So, and that that's the that's your problem. Is like we didn't have a true point guard, um, and having Kobe White come off the bench is a nice move. Lonzo Ball has a lot to prove. Demar Derozan, I don't know what that's about. Maybe Next. they'll make it work. I don't know, but um, that's the weird one to me. Demar Derozan can at least get pockets. He can, but so can every. So can Zach. That's the problem: is that he's playing next to Zach. He, the the other thing is that I'm hoping is Zach Levine, after playing on the Olympics, actually like steps it up and and like kind of like has more of a leadership mentality than he did before. So I really like, I think Olympic experience sometimes gets underrated, especially for these mid-tier guys. Like Katie's not going to care. Katie's like, yeah, I was in the Olympics. I won't go, whatever. I must have be my baller. But as a mid-tier players playing with like the likes of Katie and stuff, like hopefully some of that rubs off on you and you are a better player as a result. You can argue that some of Katie's world championship experience and stuff like that helped to make the leap from like ridiculously talented, all-world gifted player to superstar elite assassin. Uh, so long story short, I'm agreeing with you that it's been proven time and time again that that rubbing off with that exposure, that quote unquote culture and stuff like that can do wonders for a player's career. That's why I was pissed that Beal couldn't make yeah, the Olympics because 
fucking COVID. failed his COVID test. God bless. Ed won't take his vaccine. It, we're, that's the end of those discussions. I don't want to, mm. but uh, the, I don't know. Bulls have an interesting roster. I, I love the I love Alex Caruso. Like the, yeah. the guy looks like he's 50 years old and then he's like jacked and he just plays his ass off. He plays so hard. He plays he his plays, ass off. He knows like, his role on your team. He's like mini Noah. He's like a yeah. mini joking Noah in that he just like plays his ass off. He sucks, but he's not terrible. But he doesn't <laughs> suck. He doesn't kind suck. Of suck, man. But like he's he's. <laughs> You know what I mean. He's like a better Della Devote. Della. Yes. Whatever, whatever his name. Way is. better. Yeah. Way better because he's not dirty. He can be a little dirty. He's not dirty. Not like Della Vadova. Della no. Vadova is just, he'd punch you in the nuts. Cause he's I hurt. hate this. I hate this Bulls team less and less the more I'm looking at it. It's not bad. Oh. And then Patrick Williams. What are yes. we going to get out of him? I don't know. Yeah, if, I don't know about that. If, but it's if like, he becomes a thing. He's, he's, he showed, he, he was playing pretty well, man. Um, and I love Vucevic. That's what I was going to say. Lonzo Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic. I mean, like you can, that's not terrible considering the state of the Eastern conference, especially the second half of the Eastern conference. That's why I can say, that's why I feel confident they can make the playoffs. But as a Bulls fan, I shouldn't be confident about anything. Um, the Vooch and Zach thing though, maybe they didn't have enough time to gel last year, but they should have. Like they were on the cusp of the playoffs last year and it just fell apart. It's, they fell apart. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that has to, they have to come out of the gate strong. Who's the coach there again? Isn't it Billy Donovan? Donovan. Donovan. Is it still Billy Donovan? Yes, it's still. Wow. So what's funny is they really didn't give up much for Vucevic. It's like, here's Wendell Carter. Jr. A draft, dude. They, they, we didn't have a draft pick this year. That's true. We had no draft pick, and it was a good draft. Oh, so that's Morris Wagner. Yeah. That's what that's what you gave up. We gave up. We gave up some picks. It was unfortunate, but we got to make it work, man. I Vooch is good, but I think it's all going to hinge on Zach, like it always does. Yeah. Well, so that's the only the only problem I have with the team is the Levine DeRozan fit. One of them, and I, mean, and I said Morris Wagner. It's Franz Wagner. Sorry, I, I said his brother's name. The Demar will get traded. Really? If he doesn't fit, you have to you have to move the guy. Yeah, but then again, you have the who's going to trade for him? And you just brought him on. Like the NBA does not want Demar Derozan. Somebody will want him. It'll happen. It has to. I have to believe. You know who will take him? Oklahoma City will take him for a <laughs> very Ma- steep price. Or they'll make you attach a bunch of second round picks. Give him a first with Demar. You, you have to give. <laughs> you'd have to give so much. Oh, they, they might have to like literally just give the state, the, the city of Chicago to Sam Presti. Just be like, you you own this in everything. So it could, it could still work. I mean, Demar is going to play more forward, right? I mean, he's going to play the three. He has to. He, he has, absolutely has to. Would you rather have the guys that we just talked about on the Bulls, or have? Bradley Beal, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyle Kuzma, Daniel Gafford, and then maybe yeah, Gafford. I love. I was so sad we lost Gafford. Man. And you know what? I I I made fun of that acquisition, and he has been a very delightful acquisition for Washington. Well, what's funny is he loved him. His stats are the same. 
the stats he's putting up on the Wizards was the same. That he, he hasn't done anything different from when he went from the Bulls to the Wizards. He's right, doing but I the think same basically because he was in Chicago, everyone kind of just considered this afterthought. And like to your point, he did the same thing in Washington. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's doing these interesting things here. So so they gave up Troy Brown and they got um they got they got Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson, who's gonna be out, I'm sure is out of the league. Um so if but going back to your question, Roger, we let's the starting fives we go Lonzo, Zach, DeMar, Patrick Williams, and Vooch versus yeah. Dinwiddie Beal, Kuz, and then uh Gafford. Gafford and Daniel then, Gafford and Rui Hachimura. Dude, I'll take the Bulls, man. <laughs> yeah, the Bulls starting five is better. <laughs> Give me the Bulls. Damn it. The Bulls starting five is better. Damn it. It's much better. What's up with this Rui Hachimura situation? I don't know what to do. Well, he's he's on COVID protocol right now. But there's some personal shit or like head, you know, like mental health or something like that. Oh no, really? What's got going on? I don't know. He just took like a leave of absence. Indefinite leave of absence, which is always a um a, want that uh, other young player for sure. Ugh. You know, a, 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 a good sign. Not at all. Well, the the worst sign is uh Denny. So on Bullets Forever, they did like a doppelganger comparison, and his uh, comps were Dragon Bender, Chandler Hutchinson, Terrence Ferguson, and I'm going to stop at number four, Chris Singleton. Oh, <laughs> you you already kicked me in the testicles when you said Dragon Bender, because like that's that's you're talking world class bust cat like hit levels right there like world class like that's in the Nicolas Skidishvili range. Right I was afraid there. you were gonna say Jan Vesley, dude. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go there too, and I was gonna get really upset. No, he's not quite that bad, but man, that rookie season was awful. I still, I will still die on the hill that whatever happened in his rookie right. season has to be erased because of Scott Brooks. What well, has to. Be- the, the thing was, is he's supposed to be a playmaker and they played him off ball. So how can you be a playmaker when you never touch the basketball well, you know, when you and you're are playing not with the Russell Westbrook? Opportunities to make the plays. So, I, I mean, he's going to he, absolutely he's coming off the bench now. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, he can he can be something that Washington's just deep. They're deep with dudes. They, I mean, so as you said, but once you go to the second, you, you go Aaron Holiday. Good backup behind him. You got Raul, Raul Neto, who, who played well for them last year. Um, uh, you got KCP. you got KCP. You have uh, Corey Crisper, Crisper, whatever. Corey Crisper couldn't buy a bucket in the summer league. Yeah, and then you got Montres Harold coming off the bench. No defense there. Good offensive player. No defense, but he's he's he's. And you still have the corpse of Davis Bertans, who's also like. Wow, what a what a untradeable asset that is. See, I well. think Davis, I think Davis Bertans got fat after he signed the extension. I think he oh, had a little bit of you a think. Yeah, I think he had a little bit of a gorging offseason. And I think after one year of gorging, he's like, all right, maybe I'm gonna play myself back into shape a little bit. Well, hopefully he does because best case scenario, best case scenario is he's back to normal. He's just bombing threes, he's he's hitting him at like a 47% level. Worst case, maybe he's hitting him at 42 and you can trade him for something. That's kind of where I think he's gonna be. And then the other one is the Thomas Bryant still sitting out there. I think he's about probably like a January time frame to return, in which case Gafford moves to the bench. And but the problem with Thomas Bryant is 
credible scorer from from the five cannot defend no defense. anything. So uh, my my big question with the Wizards is, so prior to Russell Westbrook coming to Washington, it was Bradley Beal and a bunch of really, really bad dudes. Mm-hmm. Is this team that much better? Because the really, really bad dudes won the 18-19 team, which was while barely played, they won 32 games. And the 2019-20 season, if you projected over 82 games, they won 28 and a half. And right now they're they're sitting at 33.5. And I kind of like the over. I think they're a 37-win team. The people that I like to read and people I trust have them right around 38 wins, which feels a little rich. Uh, it does because again, uh, how are they better than these other teams without a star next to Wall? Or 41, next to wins, 41 wins is a 500 team. Which they're not. They're not. I, gonna, I, I, no I, I chance don't. in hell. Nope. And what the hell is Wes Unsell Jr. going to like? We we have no clue what he is. He's going to defer to Beal so much. It's not even fun. And I don't think whatever we see from the best, obviously. I don't think the real effects of Wes Unsell Jr. are going to be had this year. And I think anybody would be, it'd be dubious to think otherwise. Right. Right. So I don't know. I, I do. I think, I don't know. 33 is about, unfortunately, probably where they're going to end up. I, I, but I optimistically, I think they're a 37, 38 win team. And again, they're in that play in tournament playing the bulls. Oh man. I hate it when the Wizards play. You're just going to have a Nene moment. Somebody's going to be your Nene, and it's going to be the worst freaking thing I'll ever see. God damn it. It's going to be. And Kuzma's going to show up and ball and drop like 50. Kuzma and KCP are going to like just go crazy on you. Or they'll be traded by oh, then. Who the hell Nene, knows? Your Nene will be Montrez Harold. It's it is going to be Harold. It's going to be Harold. Usually, Absolutely. Washington fans are on the other end of like some random player just as, like you know ascending to the role of like God and like you know shitting on the other team. The fact that we can always hang on to Nene in that opening series against Tibbs's Bulls and just him eating Joe Kim Noah's lunch is, after Joe Kim Noah won Defensive Player of the Year. It's just we have so few things to hold on to from a sports perspective in this city that will for it's, it's that one and sweeping Toronto. Like those are like yeah. two of my favorite uh, sports moments of like, you know, the last X number of years, right? Like those basketball sports, moments. Called basketball sports moments. I'd say any DC sports moments, obviously outside of the world series and the, and the Stanley uh, cup wins, but like I go back and even on, I even go back on YouTube and watch some of the old world series, like highlights, like when the Nats made the run, because some of them are great. So real quick to, to, to wrap up with the wizards, Beal is the front runner to uh, win the scoring title. He's at plus 350, Luca's 475, Curry is 600, and Lillard is at 850. I don't see Beal winning the scoring title. Why? He didn't do it last year. Curry overtook him right at the end. I, I just have a feeling that Curry would do it again to him. Or Lillard. I don't see Luca getting it. I don't see Luca because I think he has to do gives to carry too much of the overall burden. Right. Right. In a pure scoring contest. I mean, I know that's not how this award particularly works, but it's like, man, you know, Damian Lillard finished. So it was uh, to your point, it was Curry, Beal, and Lillard were one, two, three, and beat at four, which is crazy. That um, is crazy. I don't know. Lillard could come in and shoot the lights out and try to 
up his own trade value that not that he wants to leave Portland per se. I think he wants to leave. I don't know. I don't think he wants to leave. I think he wants to win more than he wants to leave Portland. Like he's not Ben Simmons where he's like, I just got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I think he's losing hope in Portland. Right. Right. Cause he was one of the most adamant players against people leaving their, their team and not like building something. So it is kind of like a, it's kind of a bad look for him to then. They all say that though, man. It's true. But he stood by it the longest. Do you want to talk about MVP while we're on the subject? All right. So if you go down the MVP odds as of uh, Bet MGM, Luca's at four hundred, which I just I don't think I don't think it's Luca will win an MVP. I just don't think it's yet. And the people were jumping all over him last year, and I didn't see it then either. Um, the next one is Embiid at seven hundred. This is the one I like the most, but I am so afraid to bet Durant at 700. I think Durant, if he would play enough games, he's going to get the MVP because I think he's just going to have a killer year in Brooklyn. But I just don't see him playing enough games. That's why I'm terrified to bet him. I'm sure Giannis is Giannis is at 800, which I, I... I think Giannis is a pretty pretty solid bet. And then it's Curry at 900, Lillard at 1100, LeBron at 1400, no Jokic at 1600, Trey Young at 1600, Devin Booker at 2000. And then here is my throw a couple bucks at it cuz I think based off of injuries this one might happen James Harden at 2000 it's funny you mentioned Harden I I I, that one crossed my mind he's the leader of that team especially with if with you know with flat earth Kyrie Irving out for however much time right forever you can't count on him to play this season he can rack up a whole bunch of stats he's already the favorite to lead the league in assists Harden is the absolute clear-cut favorite. He's like plus, I think he, he's like plus 125, I saw, or something like that, to lead the league in assists. You, you know, the reason I, I like, I really think Durant should win MVP, but I don't think he will because I don't think he's going to play enough games. That's where Harden sneaks in. He's the leader of that team. He plays, I know he had some injuries last year, but he has been way more durable in his career. And people have forgotten the stink of his Houston. Uh, so I think there's been enough time. You know, he had that season off where like people forgot about like the crap that he pulled last fall, and they forgot about you know him just you know hunting stats in Houston. That I think he could get MVP votes, and at plus two thousand, it's worth twenty bucks. You know, yeah. something like that. Reasonable bet. I think it's going to be hard to win an MVP if you have Kevin Durant on your team in any capacity. And if Kyrie Irving comes back, like, you know, the, the whole voting for MVP thing with these guys is like, oh, yeah, but he's got these other guys on the team that are, like, solid. Like, that's why they're winning. They don't want to attribute it to, like... To- it's a story. Every MVP in any league's all about the story. So the story would have to be for Harden to get it is... Oh, Kyrie Irving sat out the whole year. Kevin Durant only played 40 games and James Harden still led them to the best record in the East. Bam. MVP. There's your story. 
But, so, if, but if Embiid takes them to the top three in the East, you no know, Simmons, and has like the crazy stats that we know he's capable of. He has to play enough games. That's the other part. Like, can, that's can the you only trust they, Embiid to play 65 games? The top, that's the only way the Sixers are going to make top three. I can't put yeah. any eggs in Philadelphia. I just can't. No, I can't either. Given the current circumstances around there. When with this much turmoil off the court, on the court, however you choose to classify it, do you all of a sudden see flowers growing out of that type of shit surrounding them? Like, I just, I just, I I don't, I don't see it. Can't you see Miami overtaking Philadelphia? Like Miami got better. There's a very viable road for that to happen. I mean, so they have Kyle, they added, added Kyle Lowry. That's an upgrade over Goran Dragic, even though Dragic played well for them. Um, they still have Duncan Robinson, who just hits threes. Jimmy Butler is an absolute animal. And they still have Bam. On top of that, they added P.J. Tucker. Say what you want. He can't score in the postseason, but he can defend anybody. And occasionally he can hit corner threes. They have Markeith Morris. They have Tyler Hero who can be a baller. And then it gets really scary after that. Yeah. Really scary. You named enough. It's fine. What I was going to say earlier was um, agreeing with a lot of what John said. Uh, My friend, Brandon Wheaton, he works for action network, which is a sports betting site. We do a lot of sports betting recommendations. He wrote this great story. He does a ton of work for NBA writing. And he mentioned, he basically distilled it down into four key categories. And and this is obviously like an 80% broad brushstroke, but he was saying, your MVP is generally between the age of like 25 and 30. They play the overwhelming amount of their team's games. They generally have a top three team in the in their conference, and they generally speaking score about 25 points per game. Again, 80% broad brushstrokes in those categories. <clears throat> and really the only players that would fit into that category is Jokic, but they're not going to give him another MVP because yeah. they, they already gave him one. So that that to John's point, that narrative is gone. Um Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I just don't see the first two guys the, the, of that three of, that I mentioned. Like, it, it's not Davis. It's just not going to be given the circumstances. I'm, there, not going to play enough. No. I and really like Embiid. Giannis. It's I, I at plus eight hundred. I think Giannis is dare I say the overwhelming. I just right. I when I look at this because I just don't trust. I don't trust Embiid and Durant to play enough games. Don't quite trust Curry to even play enough games either. And I, I don't I think Dallas is gonna be uh dramatic. How do you bet against arguably the best player in the NBA playing on the arguably the team that's gonna win the most games? You don't. That's what I'm saying. You don't. Can right? Maryland please get their betting laws straight so I don't have to drive out of state to place these bets legally? You don't have to go down to Tyson's Corner to make your bets. I don't have to go to Tyson's Corner. I don't have to go to West Virginia because for some reason I can't place MVP bets in Virginia. Okay. I don't even know Jersey's betting laws, but I'll, uh, I'll play some bets for you if you really want. I put a, a six-team uh, parlay in for this uh, Sunday already. I think I'm good. Good. Get a VPN, man. It should be enough. I wonder how VPNs work in that type of situation. Like, what's, what did, what did, How do they work? It should, if they don't work, the VPN is not doing its job. Yeah, not to mention the fact, like, can't you kind of program, like, where you're, like, dialing in from or, like, tell it? like or Yeah, to, yeah. Right? you can connect to the New York site if you want to, like, look like you're coming from New York. So, yeah, that's that's what you do. 
NordVPN is always uh, always advertising on you on YouTube, right? You watch any YouTube channel, and they're always sponsored by NordVPN or ExpressVPN or something like that. You can find some promo code. Shit, we should get some type of promo code from them. Lord Did you ever get your like, promo code from the Athletic? No, I haven't harassed my buddy enough. I really got to get one though at this point because Lord knows we plugged them enough. But I got to get my my uh, promo code. The problem is I don't think enough people from my podcast are going to sign up for uh, the Athletic subscriptions. I already have an athletic subscription. Exactly my point, right? Same. So um, I don't know. This is going to be a fun NBA season. There's just so many questions. There's so much uncertainty. It's I'm really looking forward to it. The only thing that sucks about not commuting to work anymore is I miss my NBA podcasts. That's the only, like the only, again, let me emphasize only downside to not commuting to work. That is the only one that I miss after that. Uh, Outside of that, no, I miss nothing about driving to Virginia. I, well, actually, no, I do because I get I got some time to myself between work and then coming home to kids. Yeah, but, um, it's it's reasonable now. It's fine. I actually kind of enjoy it. It will right. be a fun season, though. I agree. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely we'll have to pick up at some point over the course of the season. Um, this was great. This is always, always an enjoyable conversation. I definitely won't have to wait too long to do it again. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.